The Tefl Commute, Season 12, Episode 3, in which Sean and I go on an adventure. Good afternoon, Mr. Clanfield. How are you Good doing? afternoon, Mr. Walden. I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> That's a bit formal, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, it was a, a formal beginning to our, our, our I don't know why. I just felt for some reason I wanted to go, Mr. Clanfield. It's what happens when I start thinking of adventures, I think. I start thinking of characters and, and yes. stuff like that. But That's anyway. true. True. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Tuffle Commute. Uh, this is a podcast uh, for language teachers. But the topic of language teaching uh, sometimes comes up, not always. Oh, um, we've got we've got a new tagline. Oh, we've got a new tagline. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. It's a podcast for language teachers. It's not about language teaching, but the the topic always comes up. Uh, nearly that? there, nearly. There. I don't know. You know, twelve seasons, almost a hundred episodes, Lindsay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you, 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 yeah. Oh well. Oh well. In every season and in every episode, we we every episode we take a, a topic and we discuss about things relating to this topic, relating to the world of English language teachers, because that's what we are, right, Sean? We're language teachers, teacher trainers, writers, materials, writers, whatever. I do. I I have this moment when I think how much am I a language teacher anymore? But yes, exactly. uh, yes, we're de- definitely teachers. Uh, I work in an ELT department, so yes, yeah, but uh, exactly. I, don't teach, I don't teach language that much. Weird. Um, <laughs> but our topic this week is adventure, and um, um, I think we've chosen that for a couple of reasons. Uh, yeah, definitely a couple of reasons. Uh, one, uh, probably most first and foremost, is uh, we're gamers. That's come up before. And yep. This is going to influence some of the, some of what we're talking about, I would imagine. And secondly, because language teaching is an adventure, isn't it, Lindsay? Well, I thought, I, I, I was thinking about that, because obviously we have our ideas, which we'll come to later, about adventures in the classroom and kind of activities, which are like adventure-type activities. But... Um, then I kind of said, kind of flippantly, well, because of course, language teaching is an adventure in life. But when you take a look at the way language teaching is sold to language to potential language teachers, and I would say of a specific nature of potential language teachers, that being native speaker language teachers from Britain, America, Australia, etc., um, it is very much marketed as an adventure, don't you think? Um. I think it depends on who's doing the marketing, but yes. You mean in the sense of like your adventure overseas or, you know, yes. filling your gap here by going to teach. And, and, exactly. I think yeah, yeah. English teaching for um, is, is often viewed as or has been. When I started English teaching, uh, when I started getting into it, there, were, there, were, there was a book, a famous book called uh, Teach Your Way Around the World. This was before things were very much on internet. Uh, there, was, um, there was an idea of like English teaching was an adventurous type job in the same way that you could work your way around the world. The, the companion book was Work Your Way Around the World. Yes, yeah, like yeah, how, yeah, to, yeah. how to get jobs on cruise ships and get jobs on, um, 
I don't know, just d- doing au pairing and doing various things where you would kind of like bounce around the world and kind of work your way around. And so then, and teaching was very much a part of that. And I think there has been, or certainly back in those times, there was the idea that a, a language teaching job was something for a young person that would give you a chance to like go out of your country, work and live abroad and, 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 and learn a new culture. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting if you, if you do Google it, there's this, the kind of the, the images used to sell certain um, courses are all the kind of the exotic adventure life overseas. There's a lot of beaches involved, actually. And you're exactly. Like, you're <laughs> I mean, and some of these things were quite officialized. I don't know if you uh, had experienced this in the UK, but as a Canadian, there was a program called the JET program, Japan English Teaching. Oh, I know. Was, yeah, I know no of the program. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if other countries did a similar thing because that was like a government sponsored thing to deliberately attract North American English mm-hmm. teachers to come and work in schools, universities, etc. But the way it was definitely sold and marketed in Canada was like, you know, a, a, a two-year adventure where you would live in Japan and uh, and learn uh, Japanese culture, Japanese language, and teach English. And uh, it was very much sort of like, wow, what an adventure that would be. Do you know if there have been other programs? Uh, yeah, like no, I'm that? thinking, I mean, I've all, as I've said before, ELT was an accidental career for me. So it's kind of, it was only, I guess when I look back, by the time I became director of studies and was looking into hiring and, and, and also looking at, um, also teacher training, looking at the various courses on offer uh, with it, that's when I realized how much of a marketing uh, tool um, adventure was. But no, I don't know about other schemes. I know a lot, we, we used to get a lot of people, people come a lot. We used to get people coming from Japan to, to Prague where I worked a lot. Um, they had been on the JET program. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. And I, and I think, I mean, if I were to think about my beginnings as an English teacher, yes, I, I think we covered this in the in the episode we did on backpacking, where I, I was, at, for a certain moment, one of those backpacker teachers. And my earliest sort of serious teaching jobs were in the south of Mexico, in a small, remote town with um, hardly any internet, no phones, uh, you know, very much looking back on it now feels like it was very much sort of the spirit of adventure in a way i was it's uh it's i was just thinking there were hardly any internet i don't know if probably when we both started teaching wherever we went there was hardly any internet i mean i started teaching in greece um uh, and there was no internet and there was you know they they came after yeah that's true but (laughs) that's um, just an age thing I found, by the way, uh, in researching this, I found that that kind of marketing, even though I thought it was, you know, quite prevalent 30 30 years ago, let's say, it hasn't really gone away because you still find it. There is a site called, for example, adventureteaching.com. And I'll just read you a little bit from their site uh, on their page on Why Choose Us. By the way, this is not a, I'm not wanting to criticize them, but I'm not endorsing them. This is is an endorsement. Okay. This is just what it is. So if you look at their Why Choose Us page, look at the language they use to sort of sell it as an adventure. So teaching English overseas has rapidly become one of the most common ways to get abroad and live the adventure of a lifetime. It's not hard to understand the appeal. For one year, you can earn an income, travel to exciting nearby countries, build your resume, broaden your horizons, and it's likely that you'll even come home with some extra cash in the bank. Take some time to look into this opportunity, and it won't be long before you agree with us. The next part is all in bold letters. You should probably do this. 
So I'm, uh, I'm sat here looking at, at uh, I've been doing an internet search and it's so t uh, just looking at different agencies and these companies. So teaching yeah. English overseas is a fantastic way to see the world. You know, it's this kind of uh, language that's used uh, uh, for the, the great opportunities to see the world and go on an adventure. There's even go on adventures written there. I mean, it's just it's amazing um, how much. Uh, it is get round the world with as a language teacher. I think we're, you know, so this idea, of, but I guess get away from teachers. It's interesting how I, I, I said to you before we start recording how much the word adventure kind of sits there under under um, teaching. We've got it there in the in the in the appeal to trying to gain teachers. But I was yeah. amazed at how much it appears. We should, sorry, just before you go on, on how much it appears and other things, should just uh, parenthesize this by restating again, that's very clear what this is aimed at. These sites are often aimed at a certain demographic, which tends to be young, yeah. I would expect, tends to be native speaker, I would imagine that, there's, that, that, that that's what they seem to be. But they're often talking about leaving your country, your English-speaking country, to go yeah. speak, yeah, yeah. go teach yeah. in another country. So it can be problematized in, in sort of many, many ways like that if we're looking in terms of diversity and so on but and, just, and as you said before we have discussed i mean this this episode is on adventure i mean that's why it's come up but we have discussed this in in more depth in in our backpacking episode exactly i'd just exactly. like to point out i just like to point out though that one of the websites i can see in my my uh, screen here says earn up to seventy thousand a year teaching english around the world really Really? 70,000? 70,000 really? 70, what, though? 70,000? Well, let's say dollars. Uh, the oh, dollars, dollars is the... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. I'm off. I'm, uh, just, uh, can we pause the recording while I go look at this job? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway, what I, would, what I was saying before you rightly put in, the, uh, put in that, that, that piece of information there is that uh, I am surprised. I never really thought until we started having over this episode how much adventure underpins this, the, the profession. In the, in the one sense, you do, we just talked about as, as a marketer in technique, but also how much it's prevalent in material. Um, it's used so much as a, as a hook in material. The, the, the actual word adventure um, appears um, in course book titles, in course book hooks, in taglines, uh, uh, yeah. whatever. Well, I, I think that I think it would collocate quite strongly with like an English learning adventure or an uh, English okay. language. So, so you think right? it's a YLE kind of young learner kind? I of thing. think it's a. I think it's mostly a young learner thing. Maybe. Uh, but I even wonder if like high school books, they would sort of say, mm, no, we're not about adventures, you know, sort of like there's a period where it's like, that's a kid's thing, you know, right. you, you, leave, you, you, you stop the adventure type thing. But I definitely think adventure is a hook used uh, in, in materials as well to sort of the idea of making it fun because so it's almost like adventure is a stand-in word for fun, right? So like you're not here for an English uh, yeah. language class. You're here for an English you're here for language an adventure. adventure. Yeah, okay, get it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so, you're, so you reckon that uh, adults become too cynical and they don't need that, motiv that motivational hook doesn't no. work? <laughs> but I think we should take a quick break. And when we come back, I think we should talk about some of those adventure type activities that still do persist into ELT, even with adults. What do you think? Oh, go on then. Welcome to The Algorithm. The Algorithm brings you the best in example language sentences found on the web and language learning apps. Each is tailored and randomized, especially for you. Today's sentence is...
I am a doctor, not a torpedo. I am a doctor, not a torpedo. Ah, now that is an adventure. Having all these new slots in our podcast, the algorithm. I love. I it. love the algorithm. I yeah. so much fun making. I make. I make. Obviously, people don't realize I make the algorithm, and it's just so much fun. I will explain you, how it's you, done. You do make the algorithm, but it isn't your. You don't make the sentences. Those sentences. Oh no, the sentences come up, but I mean the whole, the whole shebang. It's amazing how much you can. They're, they're, you can. They're all kind of. So the algorithm is made of various different sound files, plus. Um, um, it's Polly, um, the the um, Amazon voice. Um, okay, okay. But, with it, but I I find the sentences online, yes, yeah. uh, from and from apps and and pointers in that sense. But I, I mean, I, I like the fact that I make I like making those things. Uh, yeah, for it. It's an okay, adventure. Lindsay, 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 Lindsay. Yes, I'm going to make you a pirate. Oh, you, okay. Can you be a pirate. You pirate for it. So quickly describe describe yourself to me as a pirate. What are you wearing? Okay, I'm wearing a um. Uh, a red and white doublet. Is that what it's called? The thing on I the top, like right, a shirt? Yeah, yeah red and white yeah, doublet. Okay. I'm wearing some uh, scarlet red pants. I've got one leg. The other leg is wooden. And I have a hook on my hand and an eye patch on my eye. I'm a pirate. Wow, you are the most stereotypical pirate I, I, ever. I've, I've got every, I've, uh, everything piratey has happened to me. All right. Okay, does, is there a parrot on your shoulder as well, just for good measure? Uh, there is. It's a dead okay. parrot, though. It's okay. a dead parrot. Are you sure right. that parrot's dead? Or is it not yeah. resting? <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> I have to find Go that on. clip and drop it yeah. into it now. Okay, you are a ca- pirate captain. Okay, all right. Okay, uh, you're a pirate captain, and you are in the mood for adventure. All right. All right. So you're you're kind of lazing along. You're just thinking about your next adventure, wondering what you are you, you and your crew are doing. And as you look out to see there on the shoreline, you see a bottle. Okay. What, you, what are you going to do? I'm going to. I'm on a ship. Am I? No, you're just. You're kind of. You're. you're what does it call? You're at the the harbor. That's I forgot the word. Oh, I'm the on the harbor. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. on the boat yet. Okay. Yeah, so you're on the boat yet. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna walk, hobble, whatever it is, over hobble. to the hobble <laughs> yeah. to the to to the shoreline where that bottle is okay. washed up. I'm gonna pick up the bottle. You're gonna pick up the bottle. Okay. Roll the dice. If you roll more than three, you can pick up the bottle. Okay. Hold on. Here I am. All right. There. There was a dice. I rolled two. You rolled two. Oh, so I no, just, you, did I break it with my you hook? Found, you, you found the bottle stuck in the sand. You want to pull it a bit harder? All right. I, well, I roll again? Yeah, roll again. Go on, go on. Four. Go on this time. Four. Four. There you go. The bottle releases itself and it's in there. And inside the bottle, you can see something that looks like a piece of paper. Okay. I'm going to carefully hook the paper with my hook finger and pull it out ever so gently. Okay, you pull it out, and presumably you're going to open it up. And on it, you find a message. It says, "I have been rem- um, I've been removed now. I have been marooned on Lookout Island. If you rescue me, I will reward you with the location of some treasure." Okay. What are you okay. Do? Let's go. I'm going to find my crew, find the ship, and go to Lookout Island. Okay. So you're going to get on the boat. Do you know where Lookout Island, Lookout Island is? No idea. Okay. How about you find out? Okay, I roll the dice again. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's throw. Right. What did you get? Okay. Three, three was a good measure for you. Throw, throw okay. a dice. Get over three. You five. can find the dice. Five. Oh, you found Lookout Island. <sighs> and I guess we should let you sail away and uh, come back to you 
um, in re- do a real-time adventure. It's going to take you three days to get to Lookout Island. So oh, we'll my God. Back. Will our <laughs> listeners be able to? All right. <laughs> we should keep it going. Come back in the next episode. Ah, I do like those kind of stories. Uh, sorry. Thank you for playing along with me. I just, uh, I'm, I'm really... I'm really into the, the I've got a, it's actually not, not we teach, not necessarily with teaching, but I've really got back into role playing with my son. Uh, that's, that's a, that's a setup from a, a story called Amazing Tales, which is loads ah. of stories you can download to play with kids. And okay. they, they, they just give you story outlines to play, but I've used them in teaching as well. And you um, use it with the dice as well. So they, yeah, 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 yeah. We've, we've classes with, I thought it would be, be a good, good lead into this, this, this ne- next segment. Uh, well, of course, of, I think that many teachers don't necessarily do activities quite like that, but we were brainstorming before. And I think there are lots of kind of classic tried and yeah. uh, true activities of, of the past 20 to 30 years Absolutely. that are sort of like adventures. So one we have, um, they have different names. Sometimes they're called like a branching story yeah. or a maze story, which people like you and I uh, of our generation would recognize as a choose your own adventure story. Yes, or a right. choose your own adventure often, story. I think the other name often is interactive, uh, interactive fiction. Yeah. Um, you, and there've been plenty in. of uh, people in ELT who have used interactive fiction, uh, either published ones or making their own stories, yeah. which is great for sort of listening and uh, well, for definitely for a listening or a reading and, and discussion as people dis- discuss what kind of, what kind of, thing they will do as they go on i think there are other adventure type activities. i would say that also actually these days as well they're good for writing you can get those students ah, yeah, doing that's them. true yeah. that's true as well yeah. i think the other i mean even other ones even simple discussion ones like the balloon debate oh, uh you know the one so where like, everybody the balloon and i don't think i've ever done a balloon debate oh my gosh in, i've done in, it in class. so many so many training sessions and in class a couple of times very is that where you you've got um several and, is it is several people in the in the balloon yeah in the balloon so you sinking. set up a situation yeah the balloon is sinking the slowly running out of uh air and you got to throw people overboard is is the is the classic terrible example and so everyone has to justify why they would be the last one to go overboard and you can do it with things like spaceships and stuff like that but the various variations um but that that one appears quite a lot, that kind of version of the balloon debate on who, who should stay and who should go. Another one that I think is sort of an adventure in the sense of like an adventure type activity or role play is, of course, alibi. Do you want to explain uh, for any of our people in case they don't know alibi? Is alibi? What's alibi? I'm actually not sure if we think of alibi are, the same thing. You are the, oh my you, gosh. you didn't do it. Yeah, no. So the alibi thing is like, an alibi, you uh, set up a situation, you say, for example, the computers were stolen from room 15. Yeah, um, that's right. Okay, we have we two that. suspects. We have two suspects. The suspects are Sean and James. And so Sean and James have to well, leave. The James. They have to leave the classroom and agree on their story. And then I invite James back in and everybody in the class starts asking James questions. So like, where were you? And now that one um, will be okay because they'll disguise. But then there'll be questions like, "What were you wearing? What did you eat? What did you drink? Wh- who did you talk to? Did anyone phone you? D- what did they say?" And so you answer the questions. Then I invite we invite Sean in, and Sean has to answer the same questions. But um, but so they're trying to check your alibi. So like, if if James said I was wearing uh, jeans and a white T-shirt, and Sean said, and someone says, "Sean, what was James wearing?" and Sean says he was wearing jeans and a black T-shirt. Well, then we've caught him out in the alibi. I don't think I, you know what, I don't think I've ever played that. Oh my gosh, these were, this was like your classic Uber activity for past continuous. 
Oh, <laughs> Maybe oh you've got to do it. For Alibi for me, I don't know, and it might be the same game. It reminds me of something that Jill Hadfield wrote in one of those. I'm yes, sure it's in a reading mystery. games or something like that. There's or, a Mr. Jill Hadfield wrote lots of sort of adventure type things. I think in one of those was also, have you had the ones where you have to kind of tell an adventure story one sentence at a time by laying down cards? Yes, so there's yeah, a whole yeah, bunch yeah. of like fairy tale cards. So someone lays yeah, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've done that. No, no, okay. but that's sort of a And I think these days, I, I actually don't, um, <laughs> I know it's a different purpose. I just get out one night werewolf. <laughs> that's true. And I think more and more teachers, we had actually as part of Temple Commute th two years ago, was it? We yeah. had a Games, games night, yeah. Games night at Ayatafel. And there were lots of teachers there who kind of were saying, yeah, they've used One Night Werewolf, they use Dixit, they use other adventure type games in their teaching. Uh, so I guess uh, One Night Werewolf, for those that don't know, is a game where the, the students would be uh, essentially people in a village. If you think of the old trope uh, horror movie with a werewolf and you're trying to find who the werewolf is. So in, in a sense, it's like alibi because you're asking each other questions and trying exactly. to determine who's... Uh, and Dixit is a, Dixit is a card game. Uh, you you through... Um, oh, what's, I'm trying to think of the word. You look at the cards, you make associations, that's it, with, with that's cards. Right. And it's like pictures. about dreams and things like that. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think also that... I think... Um, going back to my start my choose your own adventure that what i'm doing there is a choose your own adventure it's just yeah. you know in, in a different way and I, and I actually think you made reference to books that have been written on uh an if and i certainly grew up as a um the steve livingston and ian jackson books on yes. like warlock of fire top mountain those kind of stuff that were interactive fiction but i actually think um technology and i think i've said this before in other, other podcasts has brought this back as a teaching tool because yeah. a lot of games in on um on your mobile are based on that choose your own adventure path that is yeah. the, the 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 thing from it i mean one, my favorite one my favorite one ever was playing a um, a book called zombie with my um, with my japanese ielts class oh wow um, okay uh, and so zombie uh zombie is quite it begins you re you aren't really awake yet you you are never until your last second cup of coffee and this is only your first you're having a hard time to get your eyes focused but certainly it looks like there's a man in front of you crouching down on all fours gnawing a leg a human. oh my god and You're that's how like... it begins and, oh, then, wow. and then they have to decide you know so so then you get the choices you know what do you do so you realize the zombies there do you run out the door into the woods and and so the students get together and start talking about it making decisions together so i think you know and this time we just i just put my ipad on the screen so these choose your own adventure type stories yeah. um i think are are becoming popular as is the the, the popularity of board gaming within within adventures and and teaching now lindsay all this game talk i i need a break should we should we should we have a quick break and sure. then uh, and then, then finish off yeah sounds good let's do it producer james here with a quick message to say thank you for listening to the podcast if you're a new listener don't forget to check out our back catalogue with years of episodes and our special series, Who's Zooming Who on online teaching. Phew, I needed the break. I was getting far too excited. I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, one of the things we've been talking about, of course, was activities in class and adventure type activities. And I, I suppose this is the time where I'm going to, um, uh, whatever, uh, advertising alert, sponsor warning. I don't know. What is this? Oh, wow. We were actually going to mention things we do. And, and, yeah, wow. Exactly. They are things I do. They are things I do. But I've hang, on, hang on, hang on. Let me look at the terms and conditions of the, of the podcast. <laughs> Can we, are we allowed to do that? <laughs> um, 
I have, I, as you know, and also you've worked on this and we're, we've worked together on some things here. Um, I started a website which was devoted to adventure type activities in the classroom. So these were materials that were um, adventures uh, in science fiction and horror. Um, mm. Those were two areas. Yeah. So this is called... Um, XLT, isn't it right? XLT. That's it. I always yes. remember. I, could, I know it's. I, I always remember. I can't remember if it's XELT or X, no. It's, it's like XLT. XLT. It's like yeah. ELT with the X in there, and it stands okay. for Extreme Language Teaching. And this is a project that I started with a colleague of mine, um, Robert Campbell, and uh, and basically after writing so many materials for like sort of mainstream courses, I'd been dying to do. The, some of the kinds of things I'd done when I was a teacher of teenagers at the beginning of my career, and I made some kind of like adventure type materials to do with them. And, and so I, I resuscitated an old idea I had, which had been to make a guide for surviving the zombie apocalypse in English. And so we wrote a, uh, a, an ebook called English for the Zombie Apocalypse. And that became the first kind of flagship product that uh that, that I, I, I i i i do have a copy of that but uh, just for those that might not 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 know zombie uh, for the <laughs> sorry english for the zombie apocalypse yeah um, i mean basically what it is is a series of like regular english lessons on regular things you know sort of like asking for permission going shopping things like that but all of these things um have dialogues so it's very traditional they get dialogues and they learn some vocabulary but the dialogues are all situated in a zombie apocalypse. So instead of shopping as, for food, as you would, yeah. <laughs> yes. Instead of shopping for food, you're scavenging for food. But instead of meeting new people, you're meeting other survivors. Instead right. of um, you know, calling for help, uh, you're like sort of warning people and calling for help and fighting off the zombies and stuff like that. So lots of fun <laughs> there. And then um started doing other adventures, one of which you used quite a bit. Um Oh the island. No, I love yeah. the island. I just I, I just forgot the island. I just I just did you ever try and submit zombie to uh to a regular publisher? Because I'd love to no. see what the edit editors yeah, would have no, said. Yeah, it would have been very <laughs> the violence thing was uh can you possibly remove the? Hmm, yes. We like the idea, but maybe we have better situated it. Um, yes. Anyway, the yes. island. Yes, I love the, the island. island. I mean, I, the island. I, I loved on two levels, and uh, and I've used it on two levels be, because of it. Um, so the island is is, a, is. I'll let you explain it. But um, I just love the simplicity. I love how the technology works in it. So yeah, you know that it's something. Um, uh, I think I think it's the material, the game, and the materials writer and the teacher in me. The, the 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 idea of using PowerPoint in this way was just uh, was was uh, phenomenal. I, I, yeah. I had lots of fun with the island. So, Go on. so the island, just so, so that everybody knows what it is, the island is a um, is a PowerPoint deck. So it's a, it's a collection of slides with teachers' notes, and the slides basically walk you through a. Um, uh, an adventure on a deserted island. So what happens is you have uh, you the, like it'll be a big image of a boat, and and then the then the animated text will appear. Um, you know we are uh, you are on this boat, uh, and then all of a sudden there's a sound effect of like rain and a storm, and then the text appears as a storm is is approaching. What are you going to do next? And everybody has to say what they're going to do, and then the next image is of this deserted island. It says you've just washed. Uh, on the shores of this island. And each slide has a different kind of 
mini scenario, you know, sort yeah. of like where you're going to build your base, where uh, someone has gotten sick, uh, you need more supplies. Is there a thief in the group? Um, you you found like these tracks from a kind of weird animal. Um, what could it be? And so each of these, again, it's a bit like the zombie apocalypse, so this sort of regular English, but situated in the island. That's and right. And, it, and, and, and it's own overall a story, isn't it? I mean, like yeah. the story moves forward, each slide moves the story yeah, forward. Exactly. So each 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 PowerPoint slide represents a day. So you could do one of these sort of conversation classes or whatever role plays every day sort of like and you know you can then remind the students okay where were we in the island we're going to do another conversation yeah. now so get in your groups and uh i'll show you the slide and read you the scenario and and, and off you go so and, um yeah and as you know i got a little bit <laughs> yes bit yeah, carried well, away you were with one it. of uh, <laughs> our favorite uh play testers of that who uh you you had them make their own uh, they did uh, so my so uh, so i used it as the basis of uh, of a soft skills english class at the university and um it's so excellent. we did it uh, so we did it because you practice speaking and you, you know you got the speaking price up but, but where the soft skills came in is that um because they because a, there are survivors at the end of it and they get rescued um they had to do that you know the, the after any natural disaster kind of thing there's always the yeah. press conference so That's they right. had to do the press conference and so we did the press conference and they they worked on their script writing and their presentation writing for script for that kind of stuff from it and then uh, and then the bit you've seen of it is that yes. they created animations <laughs> they created that they animated they used what what one of those websites that creates yeah. like little cartoons of, yes it was at the time the, it was plotagon it was the app plotagon but I don't think that works as well now uh but the videos are still there anyway That's you can funny. find all of these things if you're if you're interested in any of these kind of materials at xlt.wordpress.com so it's a wordpress site that yeah. that we made and sean you and i are working on another installment are, yeah, um yeah. Of, of of the same idea as a powerpoint adventure which we had the island and now we're working on why don't you tell people just to give them an idea of what's coming hopefully in 2021 yeah so in early 2021 we're going to bring out the train which will be another one of these um uh, powerpoint adventure stories uh and the idea is that we will be taking people if you if you think of uh, the uh, orient express and those kind of things and we'll be taking people on uh, or the students on a train journey where yes. something very strange happens very strange mystery spies uh all the kind of good tropes of like uh of of, of a train adventure so yeah so lots of fun that yeah. But, it, 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 but it is interesting. I mean, what I find interesting, about, apart from the writing, I mean, it's been fun writing it, and, uh, and obviously we've just we've just beta tested it and got some feedback from from teachers, which is interesting. So I like, I mean, I like that process because that's the materials writing process, which we're both used to, I guess. But also, I, I really like the just the fact that you know technology is so simple because all these things are actually out there. You know, all we're doing, I mean, we're yeah. not playing it down, is using PowerPoint, uh, you know, special effects music, uh, photos that are available and, and stuff we bought, and then writing materials as you would and i yeah. think it's kind of interesting how much that 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 the being able to create these adventure materials is now uh it's actually so accessible for, for both teachers and therefore your students in, in that point no totally um, totally right yeah the no, other one i'm great. doing at the moment changing i know changing off and just I'm playing with myself is actually creating um escape rooms um i'm just having fun using google um uh, google forms as an escape room 
Yeah. So you know, Google, that, that's yeah. really interesting. So you can kind of create puzzles in, as questions in Google Form and, and set branches through it. And again, I think lockdown has created a lot of, there's a lot of people creating those kind of adventure games. Through, well, I've through been seeing rooms. loads of these escape yeah. rooms. Well, escape rooms as a general phenomenon have become really big. And then I've started seeing loads of them being used in education. Yeah. Um, so, especially with maths and science and things yeah. like that, but then there are English teachers also that are that are doing that. I think Graham Stanley is one. Yeah, he's Graham's, Graham's, If you go to Graham's blog about it, I um, and he's talked about it. He's he talks quite a lot about it. But um, yeah, no, I came across it. It was actually from mainstream education. This is the, the concept of using Google Forms to do it. Uh, and again, you just I will put something on our on our website about it. But I, I, I used one, I created one that I used uh, uh, basically in, uh, in in what we call week zero, in, in, in okay. the, the, the freshers week, as such with with an ELT class where they kind of went. We met in Zoom and they with the link there, and they went into the skate room and worked stuff out. Really interesting, just to watch how the language, you know, because the language is not necessarily overtly there, but how but they're speaking in English and solving the puzzles and and those kind of things. Just an interesting now, way of, of using language. It's a very good example of sort of task-based learning. Yeah, isn't exactly. It? And I think, yeah, yeah. I think the other thing is interesting is I think it does also, especially if it's a virtual one, it lends itself really well to those sort of breakout room yeah. uh, activities in Zoom or otherwise. Where break out, so, break out the escape the Zoom breakout uh, room. Like, escape like, the <laughs> Zoom breakout room, which is I think <laughs> yeah. what lots of people like to do anyway. <laughs> but, it, but but I do. It's quite interesting from that point of view. Going back to the train, thinking about whether you know about six months, you know, at the beginning of the year. Well, the, we started the train about a year ago, I guess. Yeah. When we were, we were writing for a physical classroom, but now now. I actually writing those material so it will work in a physical classroom or in a zoom breakout room is exactly uh, it's very interesting the sort of looking at the different possibilities and the dynamics of it oh gosh we've got you know we're a podcast that talks about teaching and uh, that sometimes talks about teaching but now we're overtly talking about teaching it must be time exactly. to stop i think <laughs> it is John. let's let's finish this let's go off on another adventure let's go do an adventure together which usually means as people don't what people don't realize is when we record we then leave and then go to a virtual room and play some games so we will go do that <laughs> All right, Lindsay. Fantastic. See you. See you over there. Bye bye. Right. <laughs> bye, everybody. Thanks. As your commute is coming to an end, here's an idea you can take into class. Lindsay and Sean talked about adventure activities at the website Extreme Language Teaching. As it's the end of year, why not try out the Time Machine New Year's Eve party activity? In this activity, students plan the ultimate end-of-year party, travelling in time to any year they choose. The activity comes with attractive handouts and a PowerPoint slideshow to present in on the whiteboard or via video conference. It normally costs a euro, but the first 50 listeners to the TEFL Commute can get a copy of this activity for free. Simply go to our show notes for this episode at tefelcommute.com to see the details. You've been listening to the TEFL Commute, an original podcast produced and presented by Lindsay Clanfield, Sean Wilden and James Taylor. Don't miss out on any episodes by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your podcast player of choice and by visiting us at tefelcommute.com. Commute.com.